Welcome to In the Black with your host, Bob Dickerson. Our program takes a look at the socioeconomic issues affecting black America. From education to news and politics to business matters, we have the stories and guests that you need to hear about. Now, here is Bob Dickerson. Well, hello, everybody. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Happy to be with you. Happy to have you out there with me. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about. You know, I'll just get right down to it. We are living in a bizarre time. When I tell you we are living in a bizarre time, I am not kidding. I'm not stretching the truth. I am just telling it like a T.I. is. Like my mama told me to do, just tell the truth and shame the devil. We are living in a bizarre time. Now, you know, I pre-record this, so you're going to be listening to it on Wednesday. And today, I would just say is Monday, and it is Monday afternoon. And uh, our president has been in Walter Reed uh, Hospital for the past three, four days with COVID-19. The thing he called a little flu the thing that was supposed to go away miraculously when the warm weather hit, uh, the disease that he pretty much dared to get him by refusing to wear a mask and, and, it, and actually encouraging other people to refuse to wear masks. Well, COVID can get anybody. As many of the doctors and experts have been saying all along, that the, the disease does not know party, it does not know wealth, it does not know politics, it doesn't know any of that. When you expose yourself and it's in the air and you breathe it in, then you are likely to get it. And one way to increase your chances of getting it is to be places without masks and not encouraging mass utilization, uh, to foster an environment where people congregate and get together. And uh, this virus is like, uh, like anything else. It gives one person, they give it to another, and it's such a silent uh, and, and symptomless uh, disease until it gets in you really good, until many people are spreading it without knowing that they have it. And that is a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a problem that uh, we all have to continue to grapple with. This is not something to play with. And lo and behold, the president of the United States, a man who has obviously lied to the American public, said he didn't want people to panic, so he didn't want y'all to know how bad it was, lied to the American public said that, well, you didn't really wear a mask. It's going to just go away miraculously. You know, it's just a little flu. It's just a little, it's just like the flu. Those were all lies, ladies and gentlemen. Those were lies. And they were lies from a person that we elected to serve in the capacity as president. And so America's in this bizarre, bizarre world, bizarre situation right now. Uh, it was bizarre that Trump got elected. I'll just be honest with you. The fact that Trump was able to be elected is bizarre in itself. Here was a guy who was, uh, had a reputation as a con man, uh, real estate guy in New York, pre pretty bombastic, kind of a player, playboy, you know, never known for being uh quite honest. Uh, his, his, you know, his veracity has always been in question ever since you've known his name. You've heard about him stiffing people for uh, their work and not wanting to pay. You've heard about his failed business ventures, even though he has put himself out and put his name on a lot of stuff. And apparently he's very wealthy. Uh, and he, he was born into this world as a wealthy man. And, and even with his poor uh, business acumen, he wasn't able to get rid of all his wealth. Uh, he was someone that had questionable connections, very questionable connections all over from potential underworld to Russians to oligarchs. Um, but he was also somebody who uh, 
who who said he at one point that he admired Hillary Clinton, the woman that he beat, that he and Bill were friends. Uh, he was also friends with Jeffrey Epstein. That didn't we hadn't talked about that a lot. And just the idea that a man fitting that profile who had never been in politics was able to win an election is bizarre in itself. It, it, it says something, I guess, good about him. He had the, you know, he had the wherewithal to go for it and he won. And he does make that point. He won. Uh, he won because a lot of folks voted for him. A lot of people liked the fact that he was an outsider. A lot of people liked the fact that he was kind of a speak his own mind. A lot of folks liked the fact that he was a radical. And, you know, America has always followed rebels and radicals to a degree. And so a lot of folks, enough people liked it and enough people disliked the other candidate until he, until he ends up being president of the United States. How bizarre. You know, if you had told anyone in 2012 uh, when Barack Obama was starting his, his final term that the next president will be Donald John Trump, Everybody would have laughed at you. There were just too many seasoned, capable, popular, successful politicians standing and waiting in the ring in the wings, but from both the Democratic as well as the Republican Party, that there is no way, no way anyone would have believed that Donald Trump could end up being president, but he did. But he did. And I believe it was a mistake. I think that, you know, elections aren't uh, always going to, well, they always go like, you know, don't, they, always, they don't always go like you expect them to go. And then, you know, what happens as a result of the elections sometimes does not manifest itself until later. And I, and I predict that the fact that we, that America, and I'm an American, so I'm going to say we, of course, I did not vote for him. Of course, I didn't. But we have to live with the mistakes that we make. And that is true in our individual lives. And that is true as we go as a nation. The, the ramifications of having Trump as president for just this past uh, almost four years, not quite four years yet, is going to be felt for perhaps a generation. He's ruining our economy for most people. Now, if you're super wealthy, he just helped you out. But if, if we have a bad economy, then it's bad for everyone except the super wealthy. So he's ruined the economy for anybody other than folks that are pretty wealthy. If you've got a lot of stock, then you're in good shape. Uh, but, uh, you know, you've got to be in pretty good shape to really like what's happening with the economy. He's put our, put our country in the position of being weaker as an influencer all across the globe. We don't have the influence that we had five years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago. Our influence now is weaker and it's getting weaker by the day because other countries, other leaders, other people are looking at the way we are conducting business, number one, and they're looking at the way we are conducting politics. And I probably that was probably number one, business number two. And they're saying to themselves, wow, I'm not sure that I can depend on America anymore. Wow. I'm not sure that the ideals that America put forth and talked about and, and, and all the things that we said that we were about, I'm not sure that that works. I'm not sure that America is taking the lead in pulling nations together across this country. I'm not sure that America is taking the lead in making sure that we protect our environment. I'm not sure that America is taking the lead in assuring civil rights, uh, decency, and human rights across the globe. As a matter of fact, 
under this president, the one we have now, we sort of took a lead in, in, in being racist. Uh, we took a lead in harming children and putting them in cages at our southern border. Uh, we took a lead in not just being racist, but not being willing to denounce racism, even with the word. So we've lost our moral position as the world leader, and we're going to pay for that. But what is even more critical, I think, even more concerning, is the fact that we've lost something at home. Americans don't feel the same way about America as all of us once did. Americans are starting to question everything about this country. Americans are ready to fight each other over political principles. America has become a place where there is really no, no, no negotiation. It's either my way or the highway. It's either the red way or the blue way. And if you happen to be a Democrat, then I don't want to hear anything you say and vice versa. That's the America that we are creating as we speak. And that's the America that President Donald John Trump has allowed to emerge and to flourish. Yes, we are in a critical, critical situation. I think I mentioned on this broadcast and maybe on my other one that if, if I've used these words, uh, fascism, kleptocracy, autocracy, dictatorship, chaos is the word. Chaos is the word. Chaos. We are headed toward chaos. And I don't mean the mythical group that was on the TV series, Get Smart. You, if you remember Get Smart, they had chaos. Chaos was like uh, the KGB or some sinister group. Well, well, this chaos is real, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. This is real chaos. This is chaos in the streets of Portland, chaos in the streets of DC. Uh, this is chaos in the White House, chaos in the halls of Congress, chaos in state houses across this country. Chaos is what we have and what we're headed for. Hey, hey, stay tuned for more In the Black with Bob Dickerson. Uh, I'm going to be here for the better part of the next hour on the Voice America Radio Network. See you after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program... 
please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. So, uh, we saw the debates. Oh, by the way, this is Bob Dickerson within the Black on Voice America. We saw the debate uh, between uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, and Trump was, I guess, what we expect him to be rude, obnoxious, uh, not willing to listen, and not willing to play by the rules. And I think that is something that we have come to expect out of this guy. Because, you know, let's face it, if you think about his history, if you called him a person that was a rule observer, people would look at you like you were crazy because that's not who we know him to be. We don't know him to be a person who observes rules and regulations. We don't know him as a person who obviously understands fairness and ethics. Uh, that's not something that we know him to be. Uh, we know him to be on the edge, a little on the outside, you know, and, and he's shown that he's narcissistic, uh, misogynistic, uh, xenophobic, bigoted, racist. He's, he's kind of shown us that. And so anybody who thought that he was going to come there to this debate and, you know, be cordial and fair and even intelligent, I'm not sure if you've been paying attention. You, you must have been, you know, under a rock for, for a long, long time. So I, I really thought that he might get there and blow a gasket and leave. And, and I don't know that uh, that was far-fetched. But what we've learned since the debate, which he, he, he did bad, uh, it was not a good debate, period. You know, it was not a good debate because the debate became just a shouting match and almost like a wrestling match or, you know, arm wrestling match. And so nothing really uh, came out of it. I don't know that we know a lot about uh, the platforms, policies, or positions that those two are taking that we didn't already know. And I think we know enough. I don't think that uh, debates between Biden and Trump have that much to do with swaying a voting public. I honestly think that most people know who they're going to vote for and they know why. The folks that vote for, that are going to vote for Trump, they are, they're, they're, they're dug in, they're entrenched. Uh, they have their reasons. Uh, trust me, they have their reasons. And the folks who are going to vote against Trump have theirs as well. And there are, I pray, more people who want to vote against Trump. And remember, against Trump is for Biden because not going to the polls and, and voting may be a vote for Trump. You, you never know. So, you know, I think that people have already made up their minds. And I don't think the debates have that much sway over the voting public in this particular election. You know, I don't think it, it really does. But what we have learned is that there is a high likelihood that on last Tuesday, on the, the night of the debate, that Donald Trump was positive with the coronavirus. There is a high likelihood that he was. And when you look at all of the people in the West Wing and all of the people who were involved in his debate prep and all of the people who came to the Rose Garden ceremony with uh, the, the proposed justice, all of these folks are coming down with COVID-19, with coronavirus. And since they weren't told that somebody had it, and I've looked at the videos of the Rose Garden event, and there were very few masks, and there was not social distancing. 
if you you saw it, there were very few masks and there was not social distancing. Some of these folks are going to get well. No, some of these folks have gotten sick. They've been diagnosed with it. The question is between Saturday and Friday, how many other people did they infect if they didn't know that the virus was present? So the news <clears throat> started coming out Thursday, you know, and then Trump said he had it, I think it was Friday or Thursday night or early Friday morning. But how many people have contacted all the folks that were there and that were exposed? We're talking thousands of folks by now that have come in contact with people who were exposed. That's how we spread this thing, ladies and gentlemen. That's why about 210,000 or more folks have died. That's why. That's why our economy is tattered if you're a small business, if you're in the restaurant business, if you're, you're in a business that serves restaurants, a supply chain that serves restaurants, if you are in a service industry, if, you, if you're doing that kind of stuff and nobody can come out because we flubbed, failed, faked, and just lied about where we were, what was going to happen, the seriousness of it, because we said it was okay to spread it, and we're still saying it's okay to spread it. Those were lies, and those are lies. But those lies are putting the lives in danger, and those lies are putting the livelihoods in danger. Lives and livelihoods. And when you put livelihoods in danger, you are also putting lives in danger. Because people have to feed their families. And most folks in this country aren't wealthy enough to not work for a year or so and still feed theirs. And so, and then everybody that if, if I lose my job and I can't pay my bills, then the people that I owe might not be able to pay theirs. And there is a trickle up effect, not a trickle down, a trickle up effect on having a poor economy. And the sad part about it is that a lot of this obviously could have been avoided. So, so, the, so the president comes down with it, you know, Mr. Macho, I don't want to wear a mask. You can come to my rallies and you don't have to social distance. You can be shoulder to shoulder and don't wear a mask and we're going to be okay. But even now, after being hospitalized, this carnival barker, <laughs> this madman says that he feels better than he felt in 20 years. And, and it just shows you that uh, COVID ain't that bad because I survived it, or I guess he's going to, because uh, it didn't do anything. I'm, you know, yeah. why would you? Well, I, I'll just say that that is about the epitome of being tone deaf, dangerous, and really not giving a rip about people. And I think that is one thing that you have got to admit I don't care if you want to vote for this guy. He's shown you who he is. And he really doesn't give a rip about people because he didn't say, hey, be careful. Uh, he didn't say, hey, the science says wear a mask, so wear one whether you want to or not. He didn't say that, well, since it's dangerous for people to be shoulder to shoulder because we don't know who has the virus and who doesn't, then we're not going to have all these events that put people in this kind of proximity to each other. Uh, he would allow the medical experts and the scientists to talk about what we do to get out of this pandemic instead of sitting up there and saying stuff to make him look less bad because he doesn't look good to make him look less bad. That's what 
would be happening if someone really cared. That's what would be happening if someone had in their heart the well-being of American citizens. That's what would be happening if someone cared about you and cared about me and cared about folks that they didn't know. That's what would be happening. That's what would be happening if a person who was honest, who was honorable, who had integrity, was standing up there to talk about this disease. This is a dangerous disease. We don't need to let our guards down. If you let your guard down, because you go to, you, I get it, I'm not going to be able to go to get a helicopter to take me to Walter Reed and, uh, and then get experimental drugs, you know, because I may not be able to get that. You may not be able to get that. The best thing that you and I can do is not to catch this stuff. But the best thing that our leaders can do is to encourage us to be careful, to encourage us to be thoughtful, to encourage us to be smart. And you know you lead by example. So it doesn't do me any good to be encouraging you to do the right thing and then you see me do the wrong thing. I have no credibility when I do that. So here, even if he changes his tune, he did wear a mask when he got on the helicopter to, to head to Walter, to Walter Reed. He had a mask on there. But, but even now, even now, is it too late to turn the tide and make sure that his, his supporters, his followers, the people that love him, start doing the right thing? Hey, this is Bob Dickerson. We'll be back with more In the Black right after these very important messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you see a path to exciting opportunities? Are you missing transformation situations in your world? Tune into Get to the Future on Time. Do differently tomorrow. Hosted by Jay Allen. We will challenge you to question what is seen as impossible to do in your field. But if done, would be transformative to understand that the burden of regret is greater than the risk of leading. Listen every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Hey, remember, you can get me at B. Dickerson Jr. on Twitter. Uh, hit me up on Facebook. Send me a message. Check me out, Facebook Live, every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Central Time. You can check that out. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You know, I want to communicate with you. I want you to communicate back with me. Uh, You don't have to agree, but I'd love for us to have conversations. So anyway, uh, we were just talking about what's happening and the chaos and the, the fact that we are, we're just in a, a bad spot, America. We're in a bad spot. And certainly the person we have in the leadership position in this country, I think that is a symptom. Uh, that is a symbol, I should say, of the bad spot we're in as a country. Now, we've been telling folks that when you 
get the virus that you're supposed to be quarantined for a couple of weeks. That's what we've been telling folks. So the president gets it. We don't know when he knew he had it. But, you know, he could have known Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He told us on probably Thursday night, early Friday morning that he had it. But, but, he, but even then, he's – well, that, that joyride he took with the Secret Service people, how idiotic. Come on. Number one, you are supposed to be trying to get work, get well. I mean, you are the president. That's an important job. You ran for that and you got it. Now do it. And so it's an important job. You owe it to America to be well. You owe it to America to make sure that you are well. You owe it to us to stay well and stay out of harm's way. But we see you didn't do that that well. But you owe it to America to stay well, which means stay your self in that hospital and get well, number one. But number two, if the guidance says that if you get this stuff, that you ought to quarantine for 14 days, that doesn't mean that you quarantine for two days. And then you ride around and get your Secret Service people potentially sick. So they go home and get their wives and families potentially sick. And then they give it to somebody else and a couple of people die and that's not your concern. And then you got to think about how the Secret Service people feel that the person who they are sworn to protect, the person that they are supposed to take a bullet for, doesn't care anything more about them than to make them ride on a meaningless ride. I mean, this ride wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't even going to the store for chewing gum. They weren't going anywhere. A meaningless ride, a political ride, a ride to wave at some folks. Wow. A ride, a, ride, a dangerous, perhaps deadly ride so you could wave at some people. Put folks' life in danger so you could wave at people. And folks have said this for the past few years that it is all about him. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about the country. It's all about him. So he's breaking the quarantine just for a drive around the block. He's putting the Secret Service and the people in that car with him in danger for a ride around the block, like I said, not even to go get cigarettes or chewing gum or a soft drink. So anyway, everybody in the White House is getting it now. Uh, Kaylee uh, McEnany, the press secretary, and two of her aides have it too. Now, they're another time, so they've got it, but they still contact people for a day or so after being exposed to it. So if you're exposed to it and you care about folks, then you take your, you quarantine. This is what people have been doing successfully to fight this thing. You know, Hope Hicks is, you know, isn't feeling well and you see her not feeling well and you still show up at, Events and and I think that some of the suspicion is that Trump knew at the debate with Biden that he had it and he showed up too late to get the test. Now I got to question the uh, the debate commission. Number one, you know it, it wasn't much of a de debate. I said that in our last segment, but if your rules say that we get tested when we walk in the door, then everybody has to get tested. And I think that that could have put that rumor to rest. But now since he gets there late, he doesn't get tested. You gotta, we're, we're talking about Trump now. So everything about him is suspicious. And so now the suspicion is that he knew it and he didn't want to get caught 
He knew it. So anyway, now, you know, Chris Christie has had to go to the hospital. Oh, the poor president of Notre Dame. I mean, he's telling the kids they got to be, all the students got to be diligent and have masks and can't, and, and he's sitting up there at a Rose Garden event, no mask, and catches it. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm, I'm, I'm chuckling, but it's not funny at all. When you, this virus is, is wreaking havoc on our country. And the fact that it is pushing through and tearing through the White House, <laughs> that's showing you that nobody is truly safe. And it shows you that we all, we all have to be careful. Wear your mask, social distance, be concerned, be cautious. You might still catch it, but don't catch it being foolish, okay? Don't catch it being stupid. You know, catch it because you couldn't help it. Yeah, there's some places you have to go. There's some people you're around and they may get within six feet of you because you're making a transaction. You're, you're at the drugstore, the grocery store, and you don't know who's got it and they don't know who has it either. Could have been them or the person that just left there. And so we're already dealing with an airborne viral virus, airborne virus that we can't see. And so we just got to be careful. But it's, it's sad. It's sad that, you know, and, and Trump says, well, I'm going to leave the hospital because I feel better. Now, if you were diagnosed with COVID, on Thursday, Friday, whenever it was, you have no business leaving. And, and you went to the hospital because you felt and they felt and other people felt that that was the best place for you to be. Stay at the hospital for a few more days. Don't, don't come back Monday because, number one, you're still infected more than likely which means that you could give it to somebody else, even if it's just the folks that are going to drive you on a helicopter. So you're putting more people at risk every move you make, more people at risk. And I didn't even get a chance to talk about, you know, the, the tax return. I, I may have mentioned that some last week, the $70,000 for haircuts. I don't see that one. <laughs> I don't see that one at all. You know, $70,000, that head should be tight. It should be looking good. I'll be straight. It's not. It's not. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it is amazing that this country has put itself in the position that it's in. Dear senators, especially you Republicans, you were elected by the people of this country to govern, to legislate, and to lead. You need to start doing your job. You cannot sit by and remain silent while damage is being done to this country because of your loyalty to a political party. I didn't say to an ideology because Trump doesn't have one. And it's not yours. It's just a party. Come on, guys and ladies. No, if, 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 if you lose re-election by telling the truth, just lose. If, if people really just want liars and thieves and snakes and, and bigots and narcissists and xenophobes and racists in those seats, and that's not you, they'll come out of the seats. But stand up. Stand up. Be right. Tell the truth. Stand on a principle that means something. 
Come on now, stand up. Be righteous. You know, most of us are Christian, and, and even if you're not, you believe in a God. Most people do. I certainly do. And you believe in a living God that is a part of us in, the, in, in nature. And we pray, and we ask God for help. Well, I want you to pray, and I want you to ask God for help with your courage, for help with your decision-making, for help straightening your back up, and for help finding your voice to speak truth to power. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson within the Black. We'll be back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to focus on the big picture. But a growing business requires compliance, regulations, tax issues, and more. Listen to Candy Messer and Biz Help for You. Our program takes the guesswork out of the equation in order to give you the answers and peace of mind. From payroll to labor laws to entrepreneurial tips, you'll find something new with each week's episode. Biz Help for You can be heard every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Happy to be here. Happy to have you out there. Just remember, follow me on Twitter at B. Dickerson Jr. or... Check me out on Facebook, Bob Dickerson. And I'm on all the social media. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Check me out on Facebook Live every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central Time. Now, I knew that the Lakers were not going to sweep the Miami Heat. And I, when I turned that game on last night, I didn't even watch the end of it. It was just something about the way the game was going uh, that I just said, okay, this is one they'll drop. And they did. They, they hung in there. Um, you know, it, it's just hard to sweep a team. Uh, it's hard to sweep a team because Miami surprised a lot of folks, um, that me included, because I never would have assumed that Miami would be representing the East. Now, once – LeBron went to the Lakers. I did think, well, they have a chance. You know, Houston and, and, and the Clippers were probably the three teams. I wasn't thinking that much about Denver. Denver ended up being a better team than I thought. But, but no, not in the East. I mean, uh, you got to think, you know, the Bucks were going to be there. Uh, Toronto, yeah, they lost. They, 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 they lost their stud, but, you know, they had a pretty good team in the Celtics. Nobody was thinking about the Heat. I certainly was. You know, I wasn't thinking about the Heat. And the Heat have really shown me something. So, you know, my hat's off to them. Uh, Spolstra, Pat Riley, you all have done a really good job. I do think that the Lakers win uh, the series. I had already said it would be 4-1, maybe 4-2. 
I'm kind of leaning more on 4-2 right now. You know, I, I don't know that the Lakers are going to beat them two in a row. Um, now, the question is, do I think that, uh, that Miami can win two in a row, which, you know, which would be uh, stay tuned. <laughs> Let's see what happens then. And anyway, and, and I was talking to some of my friends, and we were wondering, in, in all of sports, will there be asterisks by these championships? Uh, basketball, you know, they didn't play a full season. Basically, they just played the playoffs and played very few games. Um, you know, played early, the early games, but, you know, there weren't a lot of games after COVID shut them down. Uh, college football teams are playing just conference games. Now, if you're in the SEC, boy, that's a tough, that's tough to play all conference games, but all conferences are not quite alike. So, you know, SEC is just playing all conference games. Others are as well. So is there going to be an asterisk by your football champion? And then, you know, baseball, again, abbreviated season, um, added, you know, a, a third more teams in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and it's good entertainment. I'm glad they are getting the season in. Trust me, I am so happy that these seasons are getting in. But I still have to question what championships will mean in the year of COVID. And God, I just hope and pray that we don't have to deal with this next year. I mean, when you really think about it, uh, COVID has been around, you know, since February. Uh, we're in October. And unfortunately, we haven't figured out how to control it and, and, and have it subside. You know, we're still getting new cases. Now, the, the, the ratio, I think, and you could check me on this between the people who get it and the people who end up going to the hospital is lower now. I think that uh, even people who are going to the hospital may not be dying as often or percentage wise, but still a thousand people are passing away a day. And the prediction is that that could go up. We're going in the wrong direction. And if it goes up, <clears throat> if it goes up, then, yeah, there's a chance we won't have basketball season next year or we'll have to have it in a bubble. There's a chance that we won't be able to have the NCAA tournament next year unless you have that in a bubble. Uh, there's a chance that baseball won't be any better, won't be any different. And even now, we're postponing football games because of COVID. And, and we don't seem to have the political will nor the personal willpower among the people in this country to do something about it or to do what needs to be done to make sure that we don't keep going through this. So I just want to encourage everybody, hey, take a step back, be smart, and let's get this under control. And the only way we get it under control is that each and every person takes personal responsibility to wear masks, to social distance, to keep your hands washed, and to just be smart. Just be smart. Do not put yourself in a position that COVID-19 can hurt you because I want sports to come back. I want to go to games. You know, every year I would go to a couple of Alabama football games. Roll Tide, by the way, they look really good. Well, they looked okay Saturday. I, I'm, <laughs> they looked all right. They looked all right. I could, you know, I think they got to improve. They got to run the ball better and uh, maybe got to play a little bit better defense, but they're going to be fine. But I like going to games. Uh, we have a minor league baseball team here in Birmingham, the Birmingham Barons. I have season tickets, so that didn't help me last year because we didn't play a game. 
And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that again, but I do understand that if we don't, citizens, John Q. Public, uh, everyday, you know, guys like I consider myself, we have to make a difference and we have to encourage others. Speaking of encouragement, I want to encourage all of you to vote on November 3rd. Now, I hope that you will not vote for Trump, but even if you do, I want everybody to exercise their right. I'm concerned when I see the situation in Texas where they are obviously trying to suppress votes by limiting the number of mailboxes, basically mailboxes that can be used to return ballots. That's wrong. That is not what we're supposed to be doing in America. America was built on the rights of the individual and one of our fundamental rights is the right to vote. So will you join me in making sure that we vote on November 3rd? And I certainly hope that you are smart and you are wise, that you are Christian, if you are religious, that you care about people and that you don't vote in a way that penalizes our country and takes us further in a negative direction, the kind of direction that we seem to be headed in now. I think you get the message. I think you get the message. Hey, join me again next week. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black. Thank you for tuning in. Please join host Bob Dickerson for another edition of In the Black next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week. Thank you.